welcome to Soulful Conversations with S.A. and her friends, Brittany, Ja, and Bernard. Listen in as they discuss everything from relationships to finances and everything in between. Every Sunday, you can tune in at www.sabentertainment.com. Soulful Conversations with S.A. and Friends. Can we talk? Welcome to Soulful Conversations with S.A. and Friends. Let's see who we got on the line. Hey, you got me, Bernard. I'm on the line. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. What's happening, Bernard? Well, you got Ja. He's definitely back. <laughs> All right, Ja. I'm glad to see you're back. Brittany's back, too. Thanks for having me again. Oh, okay. All right. Great job, Brittany. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all. So, guys, we got an exciting show for you today. Well, of course, we can talk about Corona forever and ever and ever. But today we're going to talk about how the Black community is affected by this coronavirus. According to the U.S. Census, African-Americans only make up about 13.5% of the U.S. population. Yet, African-Americans make up 60%, 60%, you heard right, 60% of the United States coronavirus cases. So I'm getting my information from a report from CNN, and it says that African-Americans may be dying. So it's not just cases Guys, African-Americans are dying 60%, almost 60% of the deaths. Now, one thing they're saying is lack of access. One thing they're saying is financial reasons, financial resources or lack thereof. I'd like to get everybody's take on why we feel like we as a people are having such a hard time with coronavirus. Brittany, what do you think? I know I really hate talking about politics, but politically speaking, the leadership we have in this country, I honestly don't know what to believe. The numbers seem to be skewed from day to day. Even on the CDC website, sometimes it was like a greater number than a lower number. Then just people that I know directly in healthcare are kind of negating what's said. So I know they're trying to paint a picture as if African-Americans as a whole um, have more health issues that are causing, you know, them to die, us to die at a higher rate. But I don't even know if that's true directly. They try to relate it to health and diabetes and high blood pressure, but that's just not an African-American issue. What I really believe, and I hate to say this, but if you think about African-American pregnant women and the mortality rate with giving birth as that compared to Caucasian women, it kind of brings it back to the point of, are we being treated the same? Hmm. When we are admitted in the hospital, is our health being cared for the same way as as it would someone who is not a person of color? So yeah, I'm kind of all over the place with that, but that's just what my take is on it. I don't know if the numbers are right or if when hospitalized, are people of color being given the same benefits, health, resources, ventilators as people that aren't of color? Okay. It says that this information came from four universities that work with the AIDS Research and Seattle Center for Vaccine Innovation and Access to analyze COVID-19 cases. 
So I know one thing they were saying is a reason for these numbers would be the density of families, meaning people of color seem to have more people in their families than, let's just call it spade a spade, Caucasians. Meaning a lot of times in the black family, you have uncles, aunts, and their grandmama living with them and, and cousin living with them. So maybe that has something to do with it. I know that was one of the reasons they think. Bernard, what do you think is hurting us as a community as far as coronavirus? I really don't think we're really hurting. Honestly, I don't know how where they're getting the numbers from. The people that do all the statistics. I would listen to the one about in New Orleans, I'm going to say Louisiana, and uh how only a certain amount of percentage of uh, black Americans are there, but the, the high death rate was 70%, I think it was, it's 32%, but the death rate was 70%. And where are the numbers coming from? Because the majority of black Americans, uh, African Americans, uh, migrates around in the New Orleans area. But Louisiana covers so much distance, because I was stationed in, Lu- my last duty station was in Louisiana. And uh, where I was stationed at, <laughs> you didn't see a lot of African-American people. Now, I don't know because it's, I was out on a military uh, town or what, but um, there's more elderly people that was in the town. So I'm just like, where they getting these numbers from? And, you know, right now today, I get so many conflicting stories and numbers and what this is that. You don't know what to believe nowadays. You really don't. You got to be a mathematician to uh, kind of understand what's going on, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Joe, ja, what's your feelings on it? What's your take? Honestly, for me, it, <laughs> without, without cussing, it irritates me because when all this started, there was these articles or these different posts of th- things coming out talking about in Africa, why aren't Africans getting the coronavirus? In the Caribbeans, why aren't the, the Black Caribbeans there getting coronavirus? Why aren't the Blacks here in the U.S. getting what, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the doctor comes out and he says, oh, the Black community has a high rate of coronavirus. So now, now we're dying off fast. And it's almost like everything that comes out, every sickness, every illness, every disease that comes out, they give it to the black community. They put the stigma on us. They did it with AIDS. They're doing it right now. They did it like everything. It almost to where when you do that, now you got the population, white people, everybody. Now there's something, one more thing to look at the black community and be like, see, it's y'all fault. When this disease started in Wuhan, you know, now everybody, everybody was looking at the Chinese. And then and, and the Chinese, like, y'all done brought this over here. It's y'all fault. And they were getting, you know, they were getting their ass whooped. They were getting beat up and everything. And then all of a sudden, now it's a black community's problem, a black community's disease. Now it's back on us. Now if we walk around and we're not wearing masks and stuff, now it's like... It is, see, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all, you people, you people do this. And so it frustrates me because we always get hit with these diseases that make it seem like we started it. It's our fault. If America's going down the drain, it's our fault. The numbers could be right. You know, hey, if you go to a large black population 
like Michigan yeah. or wherever, or, or New Orleans right. or, or here in Georgia, and there are a few black people in that hospital that are dying, it's easy for me or easy for the media or the news to just be like, hey, there's a large, it's a high rate of African-Americans dying from this disease. Yeah, if you go to the large African-American population, of course, that's what you're going to see. Exactly, and that was my point too, John. I've yet to see a huge population. And just across the board, they're not talking about people that are surviving. I mean, just last week, it was a woman, 91 years old, overcame corona. That was found on Instagram. The news or nothing didn't talk about it. So it's just like, that's what frustrates me. But they're Um, highlighting people that aren't following stay-at-home orders. And although they're, you know, I've seen photographs of police officers in New York handing out face masks to predominantly Caucasian, you know, millennials in the park. But yet, you know, a mother who's been isolated from her home gets fined for a party she didn't know about. It's just insane. I mean, just like you said, when it first came out, they were saying that elderly people and people who had weaker immune systems were at risk. And then it all of a sudden turned into millennials. It's causing an uproar. Then it's black. Like, that's what I just, it boils down to the leadership and how this news is let out in the media. Don't stop. Like, I information just not needs to stop being released when we really don't have facts and actual numbers just to cause an uproar. Now black people are being attacked because now we're the cause of it and we're not wearing masks. Yeah, and what, but two, three, last month, Asians were being attacked. Right. So now all of a sudden, now the Asians are attacking Africans. They're attacking African-Americans. They're kicking people out of China. The the Chinese are kicking people out of China. And rightfully so, the Africans are kicking people, kicking the Chinese out of China. Right. So it's like who you just somebody just created a windstorm of a mess, and like like you said, Britt, they're our government. Mm-hmm. So when you guys say our government, I mean, but the government does not control the media. <laughs> what? Did, why do you think the media? Oh, have I struck? A, have, have I hit a nerve? Because it well, sounds it, like we believe a little differently about the government. No, I don't think the government controls the media. But I think the media and the government are just battling with one another. I think they're like working against each other. So it's like, you know, the government says one thing, but the media says another thing. And I think it's gotten out of control. I mean, to me, that's just my own personal opinion. But now the government don't own the media, but I think they are working against the government. I mean, in a sense that... Because this is what's happening here. The government said, no, but this is the media saying, putting out false advertising. No, it's not that. This is not the truth. You don't know. Hmm. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I look at it like with the media, you can get the information however you want to get the information. We all know <laughs> if you turn on Fox News, you're going to get the information a certain kind of way. You're and right. Then, and then you can run with it. You turn on CNN, you can get it a different kind of way you can run with it. I listen to NPR. I get it a, a certain kind of way. So whoever of those three speak the loudest, get the most airtime or whatever, that's going to be the one that gets out the most information. So there is a kind of like the government doesn't run the media, but it's almost like, hey, if you want to fall in line or whoever, whatever outlet speaks the most, that's what's going to get out. Hmm. And that's just how I feel. 
like the majority of people who listen to various uh, media, it's Fox, uh, Indy, MBC, CNN, or whatever, they, all the uh, auxiliaries. Everybody got mixed information. And, you know, I tell you what I heard, you tell me what you heard, and we keep people up in the uproar. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what. Interesting, interesting. Now, I'm going to be honest. I personally live and breathe CNN. So I honestly don't look at any other news outlets. So I don't know what they're saying or what the other outlets are saying and how they're painting the picture. So, Jai, you said that you listen to NPR. So how is NPR painting this picture concerning Corona in the African-American community? From the last couple of times that I've heard, it's not really pointing the finger. NPR is more more liberal, you know, more democratic. So that's kind of where I lean and what I listen to because I don't feel like hearing all of the yelling and the finger pointing and stuff like that. So, but I do listen to Fox because sometimes you need to know what you're about to walk into. But oh, throughout the week, uh, listening to NPR, there hasn't really been much of it's the African-American community and, and the African-American community is dying at a high rate. Or if they do say it, there are things. Why? Why do you think so? And then there is the resources and things of that nature. So, but hey, you know, listening to Fox, you get these reporters on there that they're conservative or they're more Republican and they, you know, if that's what the president said, that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Why would he lie? Mm-hmm. So then now you're listening to that. And then you, you know, so there it's, I'm not going to run with it. I don't want to run with we're always the source of everything that goes wrong in America. So, hey, we may be, but us being the leading cause of death of the coronavirus, yeah, no, I'm not falling for it. So, Brittany, how do you digest your news? See what I get there, news digest? See what I get? Honestly, at this point, to protect my mental state, I've been disconnected from watching the news reports. <laughs> oh. I'm leading myself by faith. I am trying to be safe and, you know, staying at home and following the orders. But, you know, when this first started, I was just obsessed with it, and I stopped because of the misinformation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit, guys. Still talking about Corona, but another important topic. Again, CNN, like I said, I'm, I believe in, live and breathe CNN. But someone did an article, his name is Scotty Andrew, did an article that said the psychology behind why some people won't wear masks. And some of the reasons that he gave, I was like, what? Like one of them, some think it infringes on their civil liberties. How does wearing a mask infringe on your civil liberties? Is it because they're like telling you to do it? Is, is that what they think? I mean, it's not like they're enforcing it with, fi- well, I guess some places they are enforcing it with fines. But for the majority of the area, they're not enforcing it with fines. Really quickly, what do you guys think about that? I think that article was mainly pointing out people that are protesting. (laughs) Mm. So I really don't get that. You know, like some people just don't like to be told what to do. Mm. And especially when it's something foreign to them. Now, the fear of wearing a face mask, if we want to talk about that, I do know 
how there are articles about black men, particularly who are mainly targeted and can't even go for a run in their neighborhood safely without being gunned down, are afraid to walk into stores and grocery stores with their face covered. So in that regards, I mean, I do know people within my own family and friends that are nervous about not wearing the, the standard hospital type of N95 mask, but the designer mask, black, black mask, because they don't want to be shot down. Mm. I wear a mask when I'm out. I never thought when I walk into a convenience store, me wearing the mask that, that I'll be labeled as uh, maybe a... Uh, I would feel that I'm going to be labeled as a criminal that I'm coming in to rob him. I wear the mask because, uh, I guess, because of the order that's out there. It's, it's more safer. And, I, and it's safer for just, not for just me, but for those who I may be around. But I, I have no problem wearing the mask. But I can understand the protesters about their freedom because that's not where we were, how we were designed to walk around and live, is, is to walk around with masks on. And now we're forced with this that we have to now confine to this way of living, walking now with masks. And I was saying earlier today that, you know, you're talking about football season's coming back. Are we going to be get to the point where we all go to events and we all sitting in the event wearing masks? I mean, that is not the way. Other countries have been doing that for a while. Sorry to interrupt, but like, if you really look at it, it's weird. Like Asian countries, particularly with a lot of pollution, wear masks as a standard. And I mean, living in LA, I know if you're familiar with this job, I would see people, tourists particularly, always wearing face masks. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is that the natural way? That's the way we were supposed to do at, at some point? I can understand being the, the smog and the pollution. Yes. Protect yourself, yes. But. Um, yeah. I think it's it's not, not a custom. It's not it's not a custom in the United States. I think Brittany, you said it is like some people. We're at a point in time now as far as protesting. Some people, yeah, they're tired of being told what to do, but going back to misinformation. Now it's like I don't know what to believe. What is this? I, def- right. and I definitely I, I, don't believe it's the African-Americans who are refusing to wear face masks that we're saying where the larger population is being affected because the people protesting that I've seen aren't generally people of color. Exactly. <laughs> and you, all you got to do is look up Orange County, Huntington, uh, all that, Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, that's all, that's all white area. So them protesting and upset and their main thing is we're tired of being told what to do. Uh, it, forget safety. And then you add on top of that, we're tired of being told what to do. Forget safety. This ain't even our problem. Remember, the president and his doctor said, this is an African-American problem now. But it's like one of those things where, you know, there is a reason. Like, yeah, if you, if you tie it all together, now we had a time where people are just, you know, they're upset because they're upset and there's the information just isn't being given right. Or at all. So you protesting is, tell me why do I need to continue wearing this mask? And if nobody's answering the question, we're upset. Now, as far as wearing it, I'm trying to live forever. So if this is what I got to do, I'm going to wear the mask. I do understand that 
you know, like if sometimes I wear my mask and I go out with a hat on because I haven't had a haircut in months and I got my hat on and I got this mask on and I have a jacket on. Yeah. And then depending on where you are, I'm in like the Kula Lawrenceville area. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody really looking at me like watch that guy or they know why he's wearing a mask. But if you're somewhere else, like if I was home in South L.A. or somewhere in Atlanta and yeah, there's cause to kind of look. Like, all right, how do you see me? This police vehicle rolls by. How do you see me? What do you think? If I am running, what does that mean to you? And so, yeah, it ever came to that where. I'm running down the street and a police car rolls by and slows down. I'm taking the mask off. If I'm pulling into a convenience store and I'm getting followed around by the clerk or something, I'm taking the mask off. So, yeah, because at the end of the day, nothing still changed. You know, only thing is we have this pandemic. We got people wearing masks. But, yeah, you're still in a society where as a black man, black woman, black child, running up and down the street, doing whatever, there is a potential to get shot. Hmm. That's a whole nother topic. We may have to tackle that in an upcoming episode. But I want to thank you guys for engaging and expressing yourself with this matter, with the whole corona, and it now becoming the Black problem. All right? So we'll be back next week. We'll have a new topic. Might be a little something, you know, less heavy something to entertain you hint hint so we will see you guys next week signing out everybody else tell them bye 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 see you guys next week thanks for tuning in to soulful conversation with sa and friends remember it's just conversation guys just conversation and i'm always going to ask you Can we talk? Thanks for joining us today as we kept the conversation going. Nothing like a soulful conversation to get your week started. Tune in every week with S.A. and her friends, Brittany, Ja, and Bernard. Can we talk? Can we talk?